I'm a true to green. You might know me from things like the Hexagon Bar, Hennepin County Public Safety Facility, and color dating. Welcome to the Intruder Green Podcast. Uh, it's uh, the 3rd of June, year 2020. I'm doing this the day before this goes out. Um, you know, try to do these basically uh, right on right on point because the interview uh, that is on this show is going to be have happened a few weeks earlier. So <laughs> a lot of shit's happening since then, obviously. And so we're not talking about that. Um, you know, maybe people don't want to listen to anything but that right now, and that's fine. Maybe this will come out and you guys listen to it, you know, a few weeks from now, whatever. But I got to say uh, a few things about what's going on in the world today, uh, <laughs> America specifically. You know, uh, America's on fire, and it's not even just the wildfires like normal where we uh, treat the environment like shit and we're, we're paying for that. Although that's going to start soon, too. So we'll see. <laughs> You know, that'll make things interesting as well. But as I'm sure anybody listening to this show knows, uh, there's all these uh, riots going on and uh, protests and unfortunately looting as well. Um, And I know that I'm probably preaching to the choir here, but just in case with the off chance anybody uh, listening to this show like only knows me from the podcast, doesn't know like a whole lot about punk rock or whatever, uh, you know, yeah, I gotta. I just gotta rant a little bit here because there's so much uh, uh, kind of bullshit out there. <laughs> I think that's the best way to put it. And I'm trying to be lighthearted about this. I feel very angry, and uh, you know, if you see me online, you you could probably tell that. Uh, I try to be a little more reserved when we're doing uh, you know stuff with the band and stuff uh, as far as that's regarding the band and everything. Because, uh, you know, we don't, we, we, we like to laugh and make jokes and stuff. But uh, I don't know if now is the time for that. So anyway, I just want to go into a few things that really piss me off when people uh, get it wrong. And one of the main things uh, that's real important to acknowledge right now is that when uh, people say Black Lives Matter and uh, you come back with some bullshit like All Lives Matter or uh, Blue Lives Matter, or some shit like that, you, you're completely missing the point, and uh, unfortunately, people don't like to spell it out. Uh, well, I mean, not unfortunately. People feel like they shouldn't have to spell it out, and if you're missing it, then you're really, uh, I don't know, just being ignorant. But in, 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 in maybe it is the case that some people just don't get it, and the heart's in the right place, but they don't understand that when you say Black Lives Matter, uh, the point you're making is that yes, all lives matter, but the, <laughs> but all lives don't matter until Black Lives Matter because uh, you know the system of oppression and everything in this country since it was founded basically uh, has been saying that Black lives don't matter, and that's the really where we are today, trying to change that, and uh, you know uh, this <laughs> the police are a big roadblock in that fight, so uh, you know. I got, uh, you know, besides Officer Bradford, uh, you know, you know how we feel about him. Kind of mixed feelings there. But uh, I got a real friend who is a cop, and I'm not going to name his name. Um, I feel like he's one of the good guys, and he's probably, he, he tries to, you know, has maybe some crazy ideas that he could change the system from within. Uh, but kind of at this point, you know, I'm not trying to call him out. I would just give him my unsolicited advice and say, Quit, you know. I know it seems hard 
to uh, quit something, a career you built your life around, and uh, you know you've, you put so much work and effort into, and maybe you do feel like you could change it from the inside. But I'll tell you what, if, uh, if I found out anybody in Massachusetts was a racist piece of shit, it would be fucking over. So, uh, you know, that's a lot easier to do. It's only like a few of my closest friends that we do this thing with. And it's, it's, you know, <laughs> I, the vetting process for that was like very early on, you know, it's like, Hey, what do you like having a good time? How do you feel about minorities? They're fine with me too. Cool. Let's uh, go party. And it was, you know, it's, it's easy to get along and you don't have like what hundreds of thousands of cops who, uh, seemed, you know, I don't know how many of them are actually pieces of shit, but it seems to be like. If they're not, they're uh, getting in lockstep with each other and doing the thing, and uh, it's all bad. So the other thing I wanted to bring up is uh, with the, uh, the looters. You got looters, you got rioters, and you got protesters. And now, of course, the looters are going to fucking take advantage of the situation, and they're going to, like, maybe rip off some shit because they just want free stuff. Or, in a lot of cases, what we've been seeing now with, like, these fucking Proud Boys and shit. Fuck the Proud Boys. Fuck any of these neo-Nazi fucking pieces of shit. Uh, is that they're fucking doing this looting and whatnot. And, you know, there's even accounts of maybe like the cops getting in on it. Where they're fucking, they're fucking shit up and trying to make the uh, protesters look bad. <coughs> Excuse me there. Um, anyway, that's all bad. Uh, especially when they're uh, looting, you know, small businesses or uh, even just making people feel unsafe on a street uh because basically that's what the cops are doing right now so you're only helping them out when you do that and escalate things in that way however i gotta say when it comes to the actual rioters like the people who are maybe they want to just be peacefully protesting but they're so filled with fucking anger that they're getting out there and they're actually looking for a fight uh, i can't blame them i can't blame them at all and i don't know that they're wrong um yeah, I would love to believe that uh, peaceful protest could be the answer to everything, but I feel like it's been done so many times. Uh, you got people like Colin Kaepernick, you know, he tries to peacefully protest, gets kicked out of the NFL, and, uh, you know, I mean, I'm, still, I'm sure he's still doing okay for himself, um, and, you know, he's got a lot of support and made a big statement, but fuck, you know, he ruined his career, and, uh, you know, he's got something else to do now. Um, but then, like, what? A, you look at history, you got people like Martin Luther King. What happened to that guy? He got fucking shot for peacefully protesting and trying to get more people to peacefully protest. So, I don't know. Maybe it works, but, you know, I'm not seeing it. Um, and I know, yeah, yeah, Green's in Germany. He doesn't got to deal with this. The fuck I don't. I got f friends and, dare I say, family who are right in the middle of all this stuff. And, uh, yeah, it's very important to me. And like I said, I'm pissed off. Uh, I think everyone should be pissed off. And I don't blame you for acting on your anger at this point, because what the fuck else? So I guess my only real message to everybody would just be that, like, yeah, you know, I think uh, Killer Mike's statement about everything was great. You, sh you need to band together and uh, find a way to uh, effectively fight what's going on with the police in the oppression of America. Um, but, you know, part of the reason this is blowing up so much is because the people doing the protesting are finally being seen as a real threat. And uh, they look dangerous. 
So I would say, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to fucking cause people to stop more violence or anything, but I would say stay safe, but stay dangerous. And uh, anyway, we'll move on from that. I'm sure we're going to be covering more of that stuff uh, as these things go on. And, uh, you know, the other thing, too, <laughs> I say we're going to move on, but then we don't uh, because this all started in Minneapolis. And I want to give a shout out to all my all our buds uh, from Minneapolis. That's a great city. Uh, a lot of good bands came out of there. Great punk scene. Um, and we just had a lot of great times, you know, being there. Hope to have more good times there. Uh, you know, coronavirus obviously fucked that shit up real good. And uh, this stuff ain't making it easier, any easier either. The Hexagon, we played there, I think. Or we saw a show there. I'm not sure. Definitely saw NATO Coles play there. Um, and, uh, you know, that place is gone now. And it's it's tragic, but at the same time, it, it might be necessary. You know, this is where we are. So, uh, any anyway, on the show today, we got some guys from a much nicer area, I, I dare say. At least Canada seems like a nicer area right now. Uh, we got dragged in. Uh, this is another, another Melanie K. sponsored show. Uh, not sponsored. She's not paying me for, for this or nothing. It'd be cool if she did, though. Um, you know, but she helps, uh, you know, hook it up as the kids like to say. And, uh, you know, we, we, we get into it talking about the scene there and kicking it and everything. Um, like I said, this is way before any of this went down. So, uh, you know, might be a good break from all of the, uh, crazy coverage you're seeing on the news and probably your friends feeds, maybe with like real time video and whatnot of this shit going down. So, uh, anyway, enjoy it if you can, and if not, maybe come back to it later. And, uh, I gotta give a, uh, the regular shout out to the producers of the podcast, Luke Ellis, Heather Royston, Gem City Sabrina, Vaughn Cotton, Sarah Koenig, Chelsea McNally, Cardboard Box Colony, and Carlos Hernandez. I'm not even gonna ask you to get on the Patreon right now and give me money because there's way more important things you could be putting your money towards, uh, at this point. I mean, I appreciate it if you do. I appreciate everybody who's still on there. Um, but, you know, <laughs> there's other people who need your money more than me right now. Um, and actually, I got a, I got a list, okay, uh, before we get into the show. And I'm going to tell them to you. Uh, this is just a small list of ones that uh, I found uh, people I know online have been posting about. There's the George Floyd Memorial Fund, uh, the official GoFundMe to support the Floyd family. It's at GoFundMe.com slash F slash George Floyd. Uh, Reclaim the Block. You could Google. It's a coalition that advocates for and invests in community-led safety initiatives in Minneapolis neighborhoods. There's the Minnesota Freedom Fund, community-based nonprofit that pays criminal bail and immigration bonds for individuals who have been arrested while protesting police brutality. Campaign Zero online platform and organization that utilizes research-based policy solutions to end police brutality in America. Black Visions Collective, a black trans and queer-led organization that is committed to dismantling systems and oppression of violence and shifting the public narrative to create transformative long-term change. And then there's Unicorn Riot, a nonprofit organization that is dedicated to exposing root causes of dynamic social and environmental issues. I think all of those are probably pretty important. You can Google them if they, if, uh, you know, I don't, I think only a couple of those had an actual website, but you know, that's, that's the beauty of uh, the internet. You just look them up. Um, there's a million of fucking, uh, 
things to get involved with. And I hope you guys are staying involved in uh, Kick It's a Mess. Anyway, uh, we'll get into the show now, guys. Uh, again, uh, stay safe, stay dangerous. And without further ado, I'm with the show. Hello, this is a prepaid collect call from Intruder Green, an inmate at Federal Correctional Institution. This call is subject to recording and monitoring. To accept charges, press 1. gentlemen patty and bruce from dragged in on the intruder green podcast how you doing guys doing good yeah i'm feeling all right that's good <laughs> yeah during the uh the, the pandemic times how is how is canada doing you guys are in toronto right i'm in toronto bruce is out in fenland falls which is like what are you three hours away from here oh shit. no i'm like an hour and a half two hours north of uh, toronto oh yeah three hours three hours Two hours. Two hours? Three hours? Don't matter to me. Yeah, I don't hours. know math too good. So, uh, you know, you tell me it takes three hours, I'll be like, cool. I'll drive till I get there. Yeah, listen to like uh, Black Sabbath Paranoid twice when you're there. Oh, yeah. That's a good way to time shit. It, that's actually an amazing thing. That would be a good thing to figure out is like, how many uh, of this albums do I need to get to where I want to be? Or like, how long do, do you work every day? I don't know, like, uh, yeah, that, that I used album. I to trips like that. Yeah, it, set up a trip. So by the time I get through these four cassettes, I'll be there. Yeah, that's right. Bruce's only measurement of time is by Black Sabbath Paranoid. So no matter what we're doing, he's like, how many Black Sabbath Paranoids is that? Like, we've got a 30-minute set. Like, oh, okay, how many, how many Paranoids yeah. is that? You have to break it down that way. It's, it's like well, a quarter of a Paranoid. And then- yeah, it's two quarters of a Paranoid. <laughs> Yeah, that's the only measurement of time. It's the only one. That, that's the only way that works with Bruce. That's that, that. That sounds fine. I mean, what's an hour? How does how is that the best way to measure time? I mean, other than twenty four of them fitting into a day. I mean, twenty four yeah, is a weird know. number, you know. Like maybe you want to like have a bunch of paranoids and they fit in there like fifteen at a time or something. I don't know. I don't know how long paranoid is or whatever that. Bruce, how many paranoids in a day? That's a how good question. We should figure this out right I, know, I just keep listening i don't count you don't count yeah that's a good way to be too you sound kind of like a hippie but it's cool like i don't fucking care about time dude like uh you know you can have as many paranoids as you want what do you want to do work for all the paranoids you working for fucking the boss anyway fuck that guy like uh you know fucking just listen to the album it's cool yeah man yeah that's right uh so anyway <laughs> Now that we figured out the timing is right, uh, yeah, I gotta say, I I was doing like uh, I'm on a marathon, guys. You're my third podcast today, and it's really a pleasure to be with you guys. Cause I know uh, I know Patty from. Did we actually play with Brutal Youth, or do I just know about? I don't think we've actually we, ever played together. Yeah, I don't think so either. But but I I we definitely had one of your CDs in the van and listened to the shit out of it. 
So that was cool. Yeah, yeah. We've done some heists together, but I don't think we've played any shows together. <laughs> That's probably true. All right. Yeah. You don't want to, like, uh, mix business with pleasure, you know? And uh, so. That's true. Yeah. You got to keep that shit separated. Just like uh, so much offspring. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. It's cool. Like, uh, you're doing Dragged In now. Did you guys just come out with an album, or is this a little older? Uh, we just came out with a, with a full length. We've we've had two EPs in the past, but yeah, this is the this album came out I think, two days ago, yeah. or um, or fourteen Paranoids. Yep, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Um, and you you label them real simply, and but but I wasn't sure like EP one, EP two, LP one, LP two. And what is this one called? Oh, no, no, this one's just LP1. LP1. All right. This is the first long play, the first full length, which is fucked up Correct. because I always thought it was kind of fucked up how they call it. The EP, which stands for extended play, uh, is the shorter one. How yeah. does that make any sense? I always thought that was weird, too. Yeah, it makes no sense. That was some shit they came up with in the 70s, I'm pretty sure, because they were all fucking uh, high and stuff, a bunch of hippies. Anyway, I don't know yeah, why I keep ripping right. on hippies right now. I don't hate hippies that much, but, uh, you know, like, it just keeps coming out. Anyway, uh, <laughs> yeah, listen to it. Go fucking stuff. Uh, some super hardcore shit that uh, people might not uh, realize that Intruder Green is into because I'm, like, in a pop punk band. But I love all sorts of punk rock. I fucking love metal. I love all sorts of different music, except for electronic music. Kind of hate that shit. But whatever, you know, like, it's all good. Uh, so uh, I really enjoyed listening to the album. And awesome. uh, so here's the thing. It's like I've talked to other bands about this too. And it's like, what's it like to come out with an album? And I, I, I hate to get into like how, oh, the times that we're going through and everything. Because that's all anybody can think about. And it's also anybody is talking about. And it's a bummer. And people want to talk about other things. But like, I got to bring it up. Like, what's it like to come out with an album during this time where uh, nobody's going out to see shows, so you can't really, like, tour on it or anything? Um, yeah. Yeah, well, it's, I mean, it was a bit of a bummer because we were supposed to go out with Sick of It All and Agnostic Front. Uh, oh, and fuck. We that would have been amazing. No yeah, yeah. And then everybody got sick and, you know, I yeah. get it. We got to keep everybody safe. But uh, it, was, it was still a bummer. Um, yeah, so we had no plans to really release the album, and then this whole thing happened, and we were like sitting on it and just thought, uh, well, why don't we put something out into the world? Because like people are sitting at home, they got nothing to do, and it might just be nice to hand this off and say, like, hey, here's you know, here's a way to spend one paranoid of your time while you're <laughs> sitting at home and trying not to get sick. That's right. Um, yeah, well, I appreciate that because, you know, like I, I've heard from some people that it's like it, it's kind of good to j just because uh, the times we're living in, you fucking uh, put it out there on the Internet and people are actually listening, sitting down and listening to music a little more often, which, you know, you got to wonder, like, since people aren't like going out and doing stuff, do they listen to music as much? But apparently they are. And that's good because, uh, you know, yeah, 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 no, I agree. I, I think that since we put this out people have had like people have time to sit down and listen to something whereas it might be the kind of thing where like oh well i'll listen to that later or oh, i don't know who this is so uh i gotta you know i gotta go to work and make units of things but now yeah. there's all kinds of there's all kinds of time so yeah plus people work cool from home yeah and people work from home and they can fucking listen to music all day if they want to right 
Yeah. That's the thing yeah. to do. Yeah, you don't have a shitty boss coming in breathing down your neck saying, like, ah, turn off that racket. You can listen to whatever you want. That's right. That's the way to be. Maybe people will take a lesson from this and be just like, all right, I could go back to work or I could just work from home, fuck offices and all that stuff. I just listen to my tunes all day. I fucking jam out on these uh, spreadsheets and stuff because that's all anybody does for a job these days, I'm pretty sure. And, uh, you pretty know, sure. Yeah, that's, that sounds right. I mean, I never had a job, but that sounds like what jobs are. So that's the way if it is. If you did have a job, it would involve spreadsheets, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> I mean, I'll be honest, even this fucking podcast involves spreadsheets, and I don't know how to do them, but I try anyway, and uh, it kind of works out. All right. So you- yeah, man. I, I hope that the I hope that what comes out of this is everyone realizes that we don't need to go into offices. We can all just work from home all the time. Yeah. And exactly. Hope like everyone just quits their job. Like that would be the coolest thing if everyone was just like, "Fuck it, I'm not going to work anymore. I didn't need to before. There's enough money to keep me afloat during a pandemic. Like just just give me fucking free money." That's true. Oh, shit. I think you just created a fucking political movement right there on this show. And I think we should go for it. Unfortunately, Bernie Sanders did not get the nomination. So it's probably not going to happen. But I feel like he would be like the one to lead that thing. Um, I think that's a good idea, actually. Um, not even kidding. You could, you could like get enough people behind it to be like, hey, we better do with a working class. Uh, we're tired of working. And uh, we know you could get robots to do most of our jobs anyway. So just uh, pay us money to not uh, start shit, <laughs> you know, because it's like, come on, you got a bunch of people, uh, you know, inside too long or whatever, not working. And they got too many times on their hands, too many fucking uh, paranoids on their hands. And they're like, too many paranoids on their hands. Yeah. <laughs> and then they're like, oh, we got to <laughs> fucking grab these guns and go like kill lots of people who uh, are in our way. But if you just give them money and then they can buy food or whatever they need, fuck video games and stuff. Go to shows. Go to shows. Exactly. Uh, how do I keep forgetting about that one? I don't know. Hopefully because, you know, shows haven't been happening in a while, but hopefully they will soon or not too soon. You know, like I don't want to fucking uh, spoil everything, but uh, yeah, yeah, hopefully an appropriate amount of paranoids go by before that happens but then we can have some shows after you know an appropriate number of paranoids that's right and yeah and like you know uh, we we paid enough money into the uh taxes and whatnot give it back to us now we want to return on our investment and uh we're, we're legitimate absolutely and we want to just uh hang out now and go to shows we're still gonna make some cool shit but uh you know no more of this uh, robot work. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We want to we want to spend our time doing what we want to do. Yeah, instead, instead of, of what, what you want us to do. Exactly. So you give us the money because you got you it. Give us the and money, and we're just gonna we're gonna do cool stuff instead of dumb stuff. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it could still be dumb, but I mean, it it would be still. You can do dumb stuff that's also cool. I guess that's the point I try to make. Um, but it'll all be cool. That that's the thing. Some some dumb stuff isn't cool at all, and that's what a lot of people do for work, and it's fucking lame. That's I think that's how you that's like uh, the mathematical equation for lame is like dumb plus uh, not cool, not cool, 
which well, is a whole equation in like, itself. Home, so like burglars are it's true, buddy. Uh, tell me about it, you know? Um, I, you know, like, that, that. that's the thing, though. Do you really want to break in a house that's, like, infested with uh, coronavirus? I don't, and I don't fucking wear gloves. Or I got a mask, but it's, <laughs> my mouth's out there, my eyes are out there. And that's the other thing. People are always like, oh, you got to cover up your mouth. And I'm like, all right, that sounds good. What about my eyes? They seem just as, uh, you know, like able to contract shit as my mouth. So, uh, oh, they're certainly permeable. Absolutely. Right. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. It seems like uh, this whole like, oh, just make a mask out of some uh, dirty socks you threw on the floor after you jerked off in them isn't such that great of an idea because it's like, I don't know. Uh, how much does that actually help? And uh, what about my eyes? I don't know. You can't cover up your eyes because yeah, yeah, you just sure. fucking walk into walls and shit, which I do anyway. But, you know, like, eh. sometimes, uh, you know, I think it's a good idea to let some robots take over. Which brings me on to my uh, conspiracy <laughs> theory, which I hope you guys, you know, like, I know I'm getting into it now. I said I wasn't going to get into this coronavirus shit, but here we are. Uh, this is what uh, marathon podcasting does to you. All right, I'm just going to leave it here. You guys can discuss it or not, but all right, we got Amazon, right? They're huge, and they, like, ship stuff to you, but they got this whole drone program. Where's that at? Why are they still hiring people to fucking deliver stuff? I'll tell you why. It's because they got to keep the economy afloat, but once that's taken care of, fucking unleash the drones. Just let them bring our packages to us, and we're all good. We can meet people virtually online, fucking get us stuff through drones, no human contact, and the world's a perfect place. Yeah. None of that sounded like a conspiracy theory to me. That just sounds like smart business sense. Yeah. Bezos has the ability to unify the world and give everyone a salary to sit at home and just order stuff through his dumb website. Yeah, that's right. And I don't understand... Why he hasn't enacted that plan already? And, it, and you're it, absolutely right. Yeah, and like uh, you know, like just start taxing those companies, and they got enough money to keep the whole fucking co- country afloat for fucking forever, basically. I mean, we'll, we'll make some money off of like making art and like shows and stuff, but even that's gonna change a little bit. So uh, you know, uh, I think I think this is a good thing to get behind. We're going to have to start this movement, new political they, party here. Artists could just be patronized by Bezos. He could just fund the arts. It could, you know, Bezos yeah. Records. That's you right. Know? Yeah. All how the is bands not, are just oh, on well, Bezos Records. Yeah. I was, Bezos Fest. I was about to say, how has he not started a record label? And then I'm like, wait a minute. I know why he has started a record label. It's a terrible business idea. <laughs> That's true. It's Smart. like, oh, yeah, what do you like? Money? Or do you like <laughs> making art? Um, I like money. Okay, cool. So fuck the arts. Yeah, yeah. So so just invest in some drones and start dropping packages all over the place. Fuck the arts. Don't worry about it because that's just going to lose you money. I mean, kind of, but then it's up to us to like take advantage of that, which is important because you got to yeah, have... absolutely. You got to take advantage. You got to take advantage of the new technology and whatnot. And like, you know, robots, fuck. You know, they had a lot of robots in Star Wars and they still had a cantina band, and they were, like, doing their thing. Um, it was in a shitty, pretty shitty planet. Fucking desert planet, whatever. But, 
you know, like, uh, you know, you still got to have music and stuff. So, uh, yeah. If know. robots, pro- if, if, sorry, if Star Wars proved anything, it's that robots can't play good music. So that's, that's probably why you don't like electronic. That's true. That's exactly why I don't like electronic. It's all because of the force. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It does feel very forced. <laughs> it does feel forced. <laughs> it was forced upon me. And then the music is forced, and uh, uh, yeah, it's just bad news. Yeah, man, absolutely. I, I, I'm, I'm with you. This, like, this whole thing just makes so much sense right now. Uh, I would say Bezos, so. Start a record label, fund the arts, tell people that you don't like it, so that we can just do whatever the fuck we want. Just yeah. like it's have better. a secret shell company it's, that's a record label. That's right. It's better he, if he doesn't I hope, like does it. Does he listen to your podcast? Uh, probably. I mean, I got like a lot of listeners from all over the world. So uh, he probably... Oh, I mean, dude, Jeff Bezos actually, lives in the world. No, He's definitely listening. Actually, I went, I went in the wrong direction with that joke because, frankly, Jeff Bezos <laughs> listens to everything. If you got a fucking computer in your house, he's listening to you. He's got the Amazon. You're, he's got the Amazon, whatever, Alexa, whatever. And uh, they're all yeah, listening to you. If not, if, if, if it's not that, it's Google or Macintosh computers. Yeah, they're all conspiring yeah. together, though. Probably. I mean, I would. Why not? I mean, you're like, oh, there's like three of us or four. I don't know, maybe five. I don't know what the other companies are, but they probably exist. And they're like, oh, yeah, we're all doing the same thing here. Uh, maybe we could do it better if we're all like in charge together i mean we don't really need money yeah. or nothing and uh so, that's exactly uh, what green day is. weezer and fallout boy did oh, that's <laughs> <laughs> all right <laughs> I, I like i like you will bring this back into some kind of uh semblance of a music conversation because <laughs> i i thought about that too when i saw that uh tour coming up which did that tour actually happen? Because wasn't that supposed to be this year? Yeah, I don't. I don't think that it. I, I'm pretty sure that they've. They should have canceled if they haven't already. Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean they should have canceled for multiple reasons, none of which being money, because I would have paid, fucking probably three times as much as they were charging for those tickets to go see that show. Uh, and by that I mean I, I would have not would play, have. paid anything, and I would have probably just snuck in somehow. But, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's one of those shows where I'm like, huh, that's uh, Green Day's putting out their worst shit right now. Weezer hasn't put out anything decent in a long time. And Fall Out Boy, that band exists still. All right. Fall Out Boy haven't released anything decent ever. (laughs) There you go. All right. They got that dance dance song. Isn't that, uh, oh, shit. Is that them? I thought I that was know. the other one. What's the I, other one that sounds like Fallout Boy? There probably is uh, a lot of them. What? What's that, Bruce? Oh, I said all of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they all yeah, sound all like Fallout Boy somehow. <laughs> they're they're amazing. Yeah, only saying that because I hope to have them on the podcast someday. I wouldn't put it out of the question, but yeah, ultimately, yeah, I was like, this is an amazing tour. Uh, I don't think I would pay to see it because it's going to be like a hundred bucks a ticket or something well you know now they're in a different boat aren't they they're going to be like playing yeah. playing the fucking uh actually it could be a cool thing that i just thought about um there was a time i don't know when the fuck it happened but like big bands that played like you know like stadiums and stuff um i think it happened in the 90s like when the 
when the grunge thing was happening because they were like, oh, yeah, it's cool to be a grunge band. They don't give a shit about sounding good at all. Just listen to this Nirvana bullshit. <laughs> and like, Kurt Cobain's all fucking whacked out of heroin on stage. And just fucking like, oh, I don't know how to play guitar no more. Because that's what Kurt Cobain sounds like. Um, And he's like, yeah, that's that you should feel free to fucking do what you want. And a lot of these uh, bigger bands that were like rock stars in the 80s and stuff started doing tours where they were playing uh, much smaller venues, but they would do like, you know, three nights in a row. So they still get all the people, still sell tickets for the same amount, probably even more, actually, because they were like, you could see this crazy, huge band in a small venue. And they won't be wearing makeup. <laughs> yeah, well, they can't because you'll notice it because you're right up front. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. I see what like you're saying. Like when Kiss did that like no makeup Kiss. tour. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Back yeah. in the day, uh, Canadian band Helix, they went on tour opening for Kiss. And then like in the mid to late 90s, I saw Helix in Peterborough with maybe a hundred other people. Wow. In the band? No. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it's like, how much of that was the band? Yeah, yeah that's crazy. Like arenas, <laughs> and then they were playing like little dive bars again. It was wild. Man, that's cool. I can't believe it. But what if we get back to that though? Because, you know, they're saying with the coronavirus and stuff, they're going to like, like shit's going to be closed down for a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Festivals ain't happening. What's cool about the coronavirus though is that it's not going to affect shows that we're having because like when when they open things up and they're like, all right, you can have gatherings of 20 again, we'll be like, cool, that's like three times the normal am- amount of people who are at our shows. So. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. We can just have shows again. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. But then you're going to have, I don't know, maybe you can like start charging more money for you, for your shows. Not that you want to charge a lot of money, but you want to make some money. So why not? So you get like all these bigger bands being like, Oh, we got to play smaller venues now because we can't have, you know, these huge, uh, you know, stadiums and stuff selling out. So they play small venues for like more days and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know. That's going to have an impact on the, on the whole, uh, whole fucking deal. And uh, hopefully it will like the whole, allow- the whole economy of shows is going to be knocked sideways because of coronavirus is what you're trying to say yeah that's a good way to put it knocked sideways i like to think of things that way i would like to be knocked <laughs> sideways instead of just on my ass yeah yeah well sideways is better than on your ass because you could take a nap yeah i mean yeah you get knocked on your ass you just hurt your butt sideways yep. you're like all right that's cool i'm done and i'm in the perfect storing. sleeping position thank you very much for knocking me sideways whoever you are Go about a day. I'm going to take a nap right here on the sidewalk. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Guitar players, I bet you thought you were shit out of luck when it comes to finding your dream guitar amp. You know, you go on some auction site or something and it's all crap. (laughs) Yeah, well that's because, you know, you got to look in the right place. And the right place is Yeah Man's Vintage and Used Guitars. They got exactly what you're looking for. Now I know what you're thinking. Aren't they located in like Switzerland or something? Yeah, man, they are. Burn Switzerland to be exact. But you know, you can uh, get on the internet and you can go check out the website, yeahmansguitars.com, and uh, you can order stuff on there. So, uh, you know, it don't really matter where the heck you are in the world. You can just get on their website and uh, find all sorts of cool stuff that you're looking for. And you might not even know that you wanted it until you see it on there, and there's a lot of good stuff. 
Uh, if you got something specific you're looking for and need some help finding it, just hit up Yeah Man Guitars on the electronic mail. That's the email. It's like 21st century and you got email and websites. It's like amazing. Some people will call it magic. Some people will call it science. I just call it, I don't know, crazy shit. Uh, yeahmansguitars at gmail.com. As far as email goes, it's where you email them. And while you're at it, get your band a tour in Europe and stop by the shop. Michael and the rest of the crew would love to meet you, I'm sure. And you could tell them Green sent you. Yeah, man's vintage and used guitars. Thanks for listening to the Intruder Green Podcast. By now, you probably heard about our sponsor, Stupid Rad Merch Company. And if you haven't, then listen up, because I got to tell you, Stupid Rad Merch Company is a great web store with a bunch of your favorite bands at stupidradmerch.com. And if you're in a band and need some work done, they can get you totally covered for a modest price and super quick turnaround time. But don't just take it from me. Here's what the ladies from Bad Cop, Bad Cop had to say about it. Yeah, it's you know. great ideas. It's always pushing, always moving. Simeon is delightful to work with. He's yeah. very responsive and professional. and It's the quality of the shirts. I like them. Yeah, high quality. High very, quality. Very well done. Very well done on the ink. It, it really feels is. like a family again. Yeah. It feels like it's, it's a place where you can... You can Trust what's happening. And don't forget to use the code PRISON at checkout and get a 15% discount on all Stupid Red branded apparel. That's P-R-I-S-O-N, I think. I don't really know how to spell, but those are the letters they told me to say. StupidRedMerch.com StupidRedMerch.com Um, do you guys... So, the, <laughs> getting back to uh, the band business, do you guys uh, have any idea what you're gonna do this year as a None. band or or as uh, uh, people? You know, as people, <laughs> we're locked in for like it'd be nice to think that we might be able to play shows by the fall, the winter. I don't know. That Who knows? would be nice, wouldn't it? Yeah. Well, I mean, those shows that we were supposed to play with Sick of It All and Agnostic Front have been rebooked to August, but the way things are trending, it looks like that's probably gonna get pushed back too. In the meantime. I'm doing an amazing job of growing my hair out. Like Hell it yeah. is getting long, and when people see me again, they're gonna be like, "Dude, cut your fucking hair." Hesh is it's gross. You growing a ha- you growing a nice uh, full man chew with that, like the fucking. I used to call it a handlebar mustache, but that's apparently a different thing, where it like just goes out by your mouth and then down. That's a good idea. I've been thinking about growing some facial hair. I just I want to. Get it all to a length where I can just braid it all together so that's that it's just this, this weaving tapestry of, you know, hair and, and people are like, who, who is that? Like, what is that a walking rat's nest? What's going on? That's right. I mean, it could be, you know, you could even literally put a rat's nest in there and uh, just be like, yeah, look at this shit. That's I'm not hardcore as fuck. I'm not above it. Yeah. I don't know why you would even be below it. It's just a good idea. I think it's a great idea. Yeah. 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 Um, all right. We're solving all the world's problems here. This is good. I know. I feel that's, like, uh, that's the main reason know? I started a podcast is to solve the world's problems. Uh, and mostly mine, you know? Like, I got to fucking uh, figure, figure some things out and have a conversations with people is a good way to do that. One of the conversations I like to have with people is about crime. Um... Do you guys got any crime stories uh, that you uh, can tell? That you you could even tell a fictional crime story about somebody else, allegedly. 
and uh, it would be cool. Actually, uh, a buddy of mine, a good friend of mine, here's a good crime one. He uh, he got busted for uh, driving his motorcycle without a license or insurance or ownership or any of that shit. And uh, when he went to court, he figured it was safe enough to ride his motorcycle to court. He's like, I'm not going to get busted at court. So he rode his motorcycle to court, <laughs> yeah. went in, got his charges, got on his bike. And he, as he was pulling out of the court parking lot, a cop stepped out in front of him. And then behind the cop was like uh, a news team <laughs> and <laughs> had like this thing going on called Operation Dumbass. Oh People God. who were dumb enough to go to court. Like, I guess that day they had a whole bunch of. It was like traffic violations and people driving without ownership kind of stuff. Yeah, and he was the first one to get busted on it. Wow. That sounds like just for last gags. Yeah, yeah, but it was for real. <laughs> just for last gags? Oh, just for last gag. Right. We're in Canada. Uh, we've got these <laughs> TV shows. Um, it's like Candid Camera, but like they've got a lower budget and their mascot is just a small green man. <laughs> okay. Just for last gigs. Yeah, okay. I mean, I love Canada, guys. I, I will say that, like, every time my band gets to Canada, like, as soon as we get across the border and through customs, we're like, huh, I feel so much better now than before when we were in that other place that I don't even want to talk about now because I'm in Canada. Um, oh, that's just because we have less salt and sugar and everything. Is that the thing? I mean, you guys got a lot of maple syrup, though, and that's delicious. So I think, uh, you know, like, we, we douse our stuff with uh, maple syrup. It's pretty much like when we're there, we like to get in a, a, a maple syrup intake for, the, like, for our lifetime. Not just a year, but a lifetime. And uh, I have know. a friend who plays in a band. They're called Mansbridge. Yeah. And he runs a farm in the, in the off-season. And uh, he was telling me that, like, his family had some maple trees because he's in Quebec, uh, Mansbridge, or band from Quebec. And okay. this, there's, like, a maple syrup cartel. And if you get, like, if you want to sell maple <laughs> syrup, you have to be part of the maple syrup cartel. Otherwise, you can't sell maple syrup. And uh, he said it's, like, it's really cutthroat. And they tell you how much maple syrup you have to produce. And they tell you where you have to sell it and how you have to sell it. It's uh, it's pretty pretty fucked up. Yeah, that sounds like organized crime, which is uh, you yeah. know, like uh, I'm I'm a bigger fan of disorganized crime because I'm better at it. I'm not very organized, but uh, that's fucked up and it's crazy. Uh, but it makes a lot of sense, really. I mean, if you don't have like a cartel telling you these things, it's only because you got a government body telling you these things, right? Like. That's the reason we don't have that in America is because they created some kind of bureaucracy or something for everything here or there, whatever. Right. Yeah. And this is in this is in Quebec, too. And Quebec is notorious for the amount of organized crime that they have. Like I, you guys have been there. You've seen it. The highway is constantly under construction. It's been it's been that way since the 70s. You ever see that episode of The Simpsons where the mafia are supposed to build a new highway and they build it out of paper mache and breadsticks? I'm pretty <laughs> sure that uh, Quebec was. Yeah, Quebec was the inspiration for that particular episode of The Simpsons. I wouldn't deny it, and I wouldn't deny that that's the case in Quebec. Although I do love being there, too. Like, uh, you know, Pooza Fest 
You guys done Pooza Fest? Oh, I love Pooza Fest. Yeah. Uh, I love Quebec. Quebec's great. Their highways are just constantly under construction. But that's not <laughs> yeah. a knock against the people. <laughs> right. You know, it's beautiful. It's it's La Belle Provence. It's a, it's our which which translates to American to mean the lovely state. But uh, you know, American. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, it is a lovely state, but it's also like, yeah, I think that's that's so true though. Like. Yeah, of course they got fucking uh, construction constantly. <laughs> so what they 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 make these highways out of fucking breadsticks and shit, and they, so they fall down and they got to repair them right away. Because I'm pretty sure I'm that's, pretty sure that that's what's going on. Well, I'm well, pretty sure that's pretty the way spoiler. they've been making highways in America since uh, they created them. So you know, you give and take a little bit there. You know, like let's uh, let's create a product. And uh, let's make sure people have to keep buying it. Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, look, it's it's just good business. It makes sense. Make highways that fall apart and need constant maintenance and repair, and then don't finish them. <laughs> yeah, that sounds good to me. I'm I'm real good at not finishing stuff. But you know, whatever. You should move to Montreal. I think so. You know, like uh, we had some good times in Montreal. We also had some weird times in Montreal. When, one time we were hanging out with uh, me first, the Gimme Gimmies. First time we met those guys, actually, we were at a bar and some dudes were getting super pissed that we didn't speak French. And we were oh, like, oh, yeah, that happens. That yeah. was real fucked up because we, we just came back from a European tour where we were actually in France and everybody was like cool to us there. They were like, oh, yeah, you don't speak French. Well, I don't speak it too good either. And uh, <laughs> we, we thought that was funny. And uh, we went to like, five different other countries where they spoke different languages and we're like wow i didn't even know this language existed and whatnot and then we went to fucking uh chikudami i think was the was the town you got you guys heard of that yeah 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 it's kind of like yeah, you gotta watch out man there's there's out there's, there. there's people in quebec who just like you don't speak they call them um uh les petits bonhommes uh the tiny gentlemen they're oh, just yeah. there are these guys who they're just, you know, a roving gang that travel the wilds of Quebec looking for people who don't speak French, and they just get into bar fights with them. Yeah, <laughs> it seems like they what they were trying to do with us, but we were just like, dude, I'm just here to fucking get a beer. I mean, yeah, you know, it were like, if you don't want to fucking talk to me because I don't speak your language, then we could just like leave each other alone. That works too. And you then know. they start calling you parts of the church. They're just like, ah, you're a fucking tabernacle. Oh, tabernacle, like, oh, yeah. man. That's right. <laughs> Actually, they used the F word on us, which I would not oh, like to repeat. Oh, yeah. They said, you sound like the F word. And we were like, Whoa, you just funny said that. Guys. They called you funny a, guys? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> and you sound like a bunch of funny guys. That's right. And when they said it, we were like, you just said that with a French accent, which just feels <laughs> yeah. weird. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I can imagine. Almost more insulting than in, in any other accent. I don't know. It's, it was weird. It's a very insulting accent. You're, you're absolutely right. Yeah. French is the most insulting accent, and German is the most condescending. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I live in Germany, so uh, I've been trying to figure it out, and I think that's probably true and the funny thing is they don't think they're being condescending they're just being direct 
But if you're direct with oh, them, they're not condescending. They're the loveliest people. It, oh, they yeah. just sound really condescending. Oh yeah, for sure. But if you're direct with them, they're like, "Why would you insult me this way?" And I'm like, "I'm just telling you what I actually think." Like you just did, and they're like, "No, you should be more polite." And I'm like, "Ah, yeah, yeah." What the fuck? I don't understand this at all. Uh, I gotta go home. I think, I think Germans are the nicest people I've ever met. It's just the, the the translation is just like they're so efficient with their language that you it just sounds like they they think they're smarter than you but they're you know they're just super efficient and and mostly smarter than me so they're definitely very smart they i know got how to story. build some fucking tight yeah. ass cars and uh what else are they good at making uh they're good at making jokes i was in germany one time what uh we That's were playing the this show in a squat yeah. and uh and I'm straight edge, so I, I was we were we were doing a show, and I, there was a rafter because it was like a low ceiling. And I was hanging from the rafter, and someone had spray painted the words in German "drink more beer," and yeah. uh, my buddy, uh, we, we were playing with this band called Bugbear, and <laughs> Lise, the singer of Bugbear, was like, "Hey, I took this picture of you, and it's really funny." And he showed it to me, and it's just me singing into a microphone, you know, like. I don't look any funnier than normal. I mean, I'm a funny looking guy, sure, but like, I don't look any funnier than I usually look. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't get why. Why is it funny? He's like, Well, you're straight edge, right? And I was like, Yeah. He's like, Do you know what this rafter says? And I was like, No. He's like, Oh, it says, drink more beer. <laughs> and I go, Okay. And he says, You don't think that's funny? I was like, Not particularly. And he goes, Oh no, in Germany, this is a very funny joke. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, and and then so a year later we're we're playing this same squat again and i'm looking at this beam that says drink more beer and i'm talking to the guys in brutal youth and just like hey remember last year we were here and i played the show least told me that this was a funny joke and we were with some other german guy and i told this story and i was like yeah i was hanging from this rafter and and it says drink more beer and i'm straight edge and and at least goes to me in germany this is a very funny joke and this german guy looks at me and says in Germany, this is a very funny joke. So, <laughs> oh man, that's yes, I, I believe it to be true. Yeah. So my point is, German people have very funny jokes that I'm not even aware of. <laughs> I think they're the only ones who uh, have the capacity to understand their jokes as as funny as they are, and that's great because well, they're so complex. Uh, apparently, I would never. I, I I don't have the understanding to co to comprehend the complexity of those jokes. But uh, apparently, I've studied are. it for years, and all I can get to is the juxtaposition of a straight edge person standing underneath a sign saying "Drink more beer" is just off the charts hilarious because of the contrast. You know? Yeah, well, that's right. Well, wouldn't it only be hilarious to people who know your straight edge, though? Germans who know your straight edge. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> That's what you want. People to be <sighs> having fun. Remember when we used to do that? Back in the day. I barely remember fun at this point. Yeah. I mean, it'll come back again. I'm uh, uh, one day I'm sure. Yeah. I barely remember fun. I don't really remember what places are like. Uh I know I've been to places, but I can't really recall like what they're like anymore. And people are starting to fade from my memory. Yeah. I mean, you got the internet for that. It's helpful, but it's also poisonous. So, uh, you know, like, uh, you know, it's like booze. Well, you're straight edge, so you probably don't fucking want to deal with that anyway. But it's kind of oh, like... Uh, that's a very funny joke. <laughs> yeah, I'm in Germany. All right. Funny guy.
Um, but <laughs> you could fucking, uh, you know, like, uh, meet some people on the internet, but then once they, once <laughs> things are done, you might just be like, hey, I don't want to fucking meet people in person. I just want to meet them on the internet. And then you'd keep doing that. And then I say, yeah. what power do you? And then you're in a guild. <laughs> and you're hey. raiding other clans. Yeah, yeah but I right. mean. It, it can be a slippery slope. <laughs> but a slippery slope to what? You might be sliding up in the world. Because if you could be. That's a, true. You could, if you could be the leader of a tight guild, I mean, more power to you. You know? Depending on the spoils from your exploits, That's you might right. be right. You know? It's like, uh, oh, I'm uh, working a shit job, or uh, I don't got a job, or something. And uh, but I got this guild, and I'm pretty tight with his guild. Uh, yeah, I might lose my house next month, but or apartment. Probably you probably don't. But I'm a 14th level battle mage. That's fucking right. <laughs> and uh, you know, you keep going for it. Uh, you might do a good job. Um, so yeah. I know. I I think uh, a lot of people are gonna evolve and a lot of people are going to devolve in this time because you know it's a lot of time of reflection in uh you know figuring some shit out in your own brain um yeah you're gonna have pro- like the the amount of uh black sabbath paranoids that you're going to have <laughs> to self-reflect yeah is is in the hundreds could be in the hundreds I believe it to be true. I hope yeah. I have that many left. <laughs> I hope we all do. I mean, because, you know, whatever. It's it's a long album, but it's not that long. I mean, they fit it on a fucking record. So, uh, yeah. yeah. I hope we all have a lot of those albums left to play over over and over. Um, I will be remiss. <laughs> that's a word I learned. A word I learned. Uh, oh, wow. If, <laughs> yeah, that's the thing I'm saying right now. Uh, if I didn't ask you more about uh, the the scene in Toronto, because uh, every time uh, we played there, it's been fucking amazing. Yeah, Toronto's fucking Toronto's awesome. Um, there was a time when the scene was really fractured, and there was a lot of different sections of people who all liked a lot of the same stuff, but they were just it, there was this very sort of disjointed feeling, and a lot of that seems to have dissipated at this point so oh, um toronto's always been a rock and roll city but yeah. uh yeah it's been it's been cool to see it become a little less fractured over the years yeah that's great and it's it's a great city to visit and uh man i just love uh every time we have we'll fucking have a great time and i feel like it's a city of the future every time we drive in there it's like we see these uh beautiful buildings that reach up to the sky and they look like they were made for like the future I don't know why that is. Like, we've been to New York, we've been to LA, and we we've been to all these cities where there's fucking huge skyscrapers. But every time we're in Toronto, we're like, it's the city of the future, and I feel like I need to strap on some magnet boots or something and uh, walk around with a neutron blaster around my hip um, <laughs> because it's a fancy city. I don't know what it is. Did you guys do something? Did you put something in the water? To make that happen? Well, they put all those buildings up to block the view of the water. Oh, yeah. Is the water like, uh, you got like some toxic chemicals in there or something making people into like cool ass mutants or something? Yeah. That's, that was a big problem for a while in the 80s. We had a lot of mutants. 
Uh, oh, which is yeah. why we all have magnetic boots and neutron blasters. Um, you just you just assigned one when you moved to the city. Uh, they've got a warehouse of them. They keep them in the CN Tower up at the top. But uh, yeah, th- that's Bruce is right. They put up all those buildings so that you stop seeing the water because it was so alluring. Yeah, oh, there's yeah. a siren song from the water. And you it had was to that go people there were into it too much. In they it. were like, oh, I love the water. We got to go there. We yeah. got to go to Toronto. And they were like, no, we can't handle all these people coming in. Fucking get them out of here. Let's and build some big ass It's got that beautiful mustard beautiful orange people. glow. You just yeah. want to get in. That's right. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> it sounds wonderful. Sounds delicious, actually. I love mustard. Put that on a fucking uh, bratwurst. Oh, delicious. Yeah, see? And that's why we've got these buildings up. <laughs> yeah, to keep people like me out. I get it. A fucking yeah. story of my life, bud. All right. <laughs> well, do you guys uh, have any ways to uh, get a hold of yous in your bands? Like on uh, social media? Yeah, and stuff? you can just sh- shout at us on the street. Um, that's a good I think idea. Bruce, people should do that more. You could call Bruce. Um, you can always call <laughs> Bruce. Yes. He's well, constantly available. What was that? I've, uh, what, it's 905-429-9580. And you can get a hold of Bruce. <laughs> That's the best way to reach the band. The best way to reach the band is just call Bruce. All right. Uh, but yeah, we've got Facebook, I guess, if you can't get through to Bruce. Right. Uh, <laughs> uh, and Instagram. Excellent. And Bandcamp. Yeah. All of those things. How are come nice, I can't especially band your phone number right now? <laughs> you trying to? You trying to? Yeah, you guys are trying to fight on an audio level. Oh. <laughs> well, if you guys don't have any more crime stories, I would like to call it until next time. Right on. I have no more good crime stories. All right. Well, I love you guys, <laughs> and uh, I hope that we uh, get a chance to, you know, actually travel and. Uh, Maybe uh, we'll end up in Canada as a band. See you guys soon. Yeah. Or uh, maybe you guys That'll come to cool. Europe and see me. Or maybe we end up meeting up in America where my band likes to tour a lot. And I wish they would just tour in Canada and Europe instead. But, you know, yeah, we could fucking meet up and it would be rad. Right on. It's been, uh, it's been a pleasure talking to you. I feel like my brain got a lot bigger. Um, and hopefully some people learn some things. Yeah, that's what we're and, trying to uh, do. Yeah, this has just been d- a delightful way to spend one Black Sabbath Paranoid. Oh, yeah. <laughs> At least one. All right. Awesome. Thanks for having us. Yeah, good night and sleep tight, guys. We'll talk to you soon. <laughs> Bye. Bye. See ya. And that's it for the Intruder Green Podcast. You can hit me up on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, all at Intruder Green. The Intruder Green call-in line is plus 1608-535-9608. Let me tell, call me up and tell me uh, your your, your crime stories or like whatever you got going on. Maybe uh, you don't have to have a crime story. Maybe tell me some uh, real honest streets reporting about like what you're seeing going on with these protests and everything. Um, Patreon.com slash Intruder Green if you want to become a producer of the show. Produced by Colin Bennett, hair and makeup by Genevieve Smith, set design by Dylan Rayma, catering Matthew Hendershot, lighting, sweet lights, Rahway, New Jersey. Our theme song is Particles by Tightrope. Black Lives Matter. Woo!